Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Book adaptations. Book adaptations. Book adaptations. The adaptations of books. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Book adaptations. We're doing... Yeah. We, remember that book you read that you really liked? We're going to make a movie out of it. Oh. Don't worry. Uh, it's safe with us because we haven't read the book. So yeah. uh, you're just going to get what you get. And the further we'll, away from we'll it... We'll do more... We'll do more than a Hollywood production company will yeah. because we have no idea what the book's about, whereas a Hollywood production company will probably have some idea what it's about, try and do it, and then go, nah, we'll change a lot of stuff. Yeah, they'll do it willingly, um, you know? Yeah, we'll just take the title and run with that. Yeah, at least at least we're going into it knowing full well. You're going into it knowing full well that the, the movie that's going to come out of this is going to have absolutely no bearing on, on what happens yes. in the book. <laughs> so uh, people gave us book titles from books they've read or books they'd like or books they'd like to see us adapt yep. in a movie pitch format. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us them on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast Twitter at Life's a Pitch Show and Patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast as well. Uh, so shall we just get on with uh, pitching some some adaptations of some famous novels? Let's do it. All right. So from James Delaney, we've got Foundation. Foundation. Yes. Okay. Foundation. Uh, so uh, this is uh, Isaac Asimov. Ah. Yes. Well, it's, it's a foundation of, of science fiction. Yeah, one of the early storytelling. ones. Storytelling. Uh, one of the, yeah, one of the sort of big sci-fi booms of the sort of mid-20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, as a off the, the guy who did the, the iRobot. Yep. And that's about it, I think. I don't think he did anything <laughs> else. Uh, I, think, I think it was just iRobot, the Will Smith movie. Um, and... Uh, and Foundation, the Apple Plus TV series. Now. <laughs> okay, um, so it's Apple TV Plus. I don't know. I know that Isaac Asimov likes to write about robots, right? Oh yeah. Um, the complete robot he likes to talk about, um, and the, the complete robot. Yeah, I I think this is about a robot. Uh, or at least this is this is I should say this is about machines gaining sentience, right? Okay. Um, the All first right. machines that gain sentience. It just so happens to be a little speed computer on um, that that governs the uh, back of a cement mixer that's currently putting yes! foundations for a house. Yes. I knew that was coming. I was like, I hope this has got building works in it somewhere. Because like the, these robots, they're going to be building a building and they're going to be laying the foundation yep. for it. And I think, I think like yes. it's, a, it's about this builder who knows just enough about like, you know, computers to realize that this, this cement mixer, this vehicle essentially has become self-aware. And then... When it comes down to it, like in the like the this this person is uh, like conflicted, you know, uh, mm. 
about like what this what this, what what he should do with this information. Is it like a short circuit that kind of vibe? A little Is it, bit, uh, like an eighties eighties sort of. We've got a uh, an animatronic cement mixer robot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's put little eyes on the on the cement mixer. Yep. Um, little... Well, well, the the guy the guy is freaking out because he's figured out that this uh, cement mixer is sentient. Yep. And the fact that it can't look it in the eye, so he just sticks two googly eyes. Yeah. On. Yes. On the uh, on the cement mixer. And he can tell, like, it, he can tell that, like, it keeps making this. The re- reason he realizes is basically like he goes to add more of the, you know, the the cement mix, right? Mm. Um. Because he's put down the pole and he's about to add more of the cement mix, and then a little red light goes. Eh! Every time he gets, he gets the next shovel full of, of, of the cement powder, and it goes. Eh, oh, he's yeah. like, "What? That's an error message. What the hell?" Every and every time he tries to get this shovel closer to it, he goes, "Eh, no, eh," and uh, oh no, and it's like, it's like, "What do you mean?" And then uh, like someone comes over to have a look at it and goes, "Oh, you weren't trying to put more cement powder in, would you? Were you? If you'd have put more cement powder in, this this whole batch would have been ruined, and we'd have we'd have lost the whatever, right? This 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 cement mixer knows what it's talking about, right? Like it, yeah, yeah. It, it it's seen it all. So so he so he hooks up the cement mixer to his computer, and the computer starts talking to him. This is like an old eighties big big like Apple computer. Yeah, well, right? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like, that it's like maybe even not um, the computer, like a, a full computer. Maybe even just gives it like you know hooks it up to his boombox or something, so it's got a voice. Oh. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking this builder is uh, Kihu Kwan. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and the voice of the cement mixer is Danny DeVito. Sure, yeah. Um, and the cement mixer is like, what are your dreams, Kihu Kwan? And he's like, I always wanted to be an architect. And he's like, Pah, architect. I wanted to be. Uh, I want to do something with my life as a cement mixer. I want. I wanted to. I wanted to fill the foundations. Of the biggest skyscrapers in the world, <laughs> and look, look at us, look at us both, as schlubs. We're filling in foundations for little suburban homes. Look at that. Look at this is the worst job each one of us could have. <laughs> so you know what? With my experience filling in foundations and your lack of experience in in architect and design, I think we can go places. Cause you, you and me, we got, we got big dreams. So we got big dreams. Kihei Kwan is uh, riding around the town on a on the back of Danny DeVito, which is a uh, a boombox with little lights for eyes and oh, yeah. uh, and and and. Uh, oh, he's, he's sticking googly eyes. Oh yeah, on googly like eyes. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. He's just sticking these big googly eyes on it. Yeah. They're riding around San Francisco, going up and down the, the hills, hills yep, and stuff. Yep. And they go, they go, they they end up right. They end up building that big white pyramid-looking building in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, I think. Or the Golden Gate Bridge. Who knows? I, th- I don't think it's anything so big. I think it's very much like. Mm. I think he discovers a sentient life form only for mm. Danny DeVito to sort of realize oh that this this building is important to us it's important to mm. me this is what I was made for it's important to Kei Kwan who if it doesn't go right because someone's you know sabotaged yeah. his work or something if it doesn't go right oh, if the foundation yeah. isn't right then 
it, it not only could people die in the future, but Kikuei Kwan's going to lose his job. Okay, um, is this the building they're building at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it probably is. It's like building? I think I think Kikuei Kwan's been been given this job specifically mm. to fail. I think oh, they've okay, set him right. up. They don't. They don't want him getting big dreams of becoming an architect. I think. I think so they like, set him up. It's a. It's a producer's situation. You know, they where if yeah. this building works fails because of some inexperienced foundation engineer, uh, then they will make money back on the insurance because they know that it's they're, they're not going to get planning permission for the rest of the building. Yes. For this. For this. Yeah. I don't know. What's a. What's an. E- what's a building that's evil by design. <laughs> a prison it's a prison a, pr- <laughs> a prison or like a a bank yeah <laughs> just... uh, a um yeah uh a, a torture chamber <laughs> animal testing facility i don't know that's the one it's the uh, it's the animal testing facility from beethoven yeah that's yeah, what they're that's building what they're building it's, that it's the that that doctor's gonna move in and want to shoot dogs in the head that's what's yeah that's what the stakes are here and so they had that plan and then they realized that because of the protests and stuff you know they're not going to be able to make it they're not going to be allowed to make it um mm. uh they've like in the end this has got to fail somehow and Kikuan's going to lose his job he's going to have to move out of the city like he's going to have to move back to wherever he came from um like out in the out in the suburbs or not out in the suburbs out in the country or whatever he wherever he was he moved to San Francisco to Mm. become a a, a big building engineer and now here he is uh, like being given this big job and suddenly finds out through the help of discovering Danny DeVito's uh, sentience that he's been set up to fail if he doesn't lay the foundation for this big prison testing facility. Oh yeah, and I think the cement mixer should help him achieve his dreams. And I think it's one of those things where the cement mixer sort of gets left out to the side. And then, like as he's building like his big building, um, he forgets the advice the cement mixer gave him, yeah. and uh, the building like crumbles. Starts, yeah, starts to crumble, like, and, a year. and he has to. Oh, yeah. do you mean so? That, and that, and that's the arc of the that's the arc of the story. Is this, yeah. this hubris? I uh, see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he succeeds, and then that that testing facility gets made. I think that I think that's like end of second act, right? He's like this yeah, building yeah. starting to crumble down. Kikwe Kwan is now the, the building supervisor of this animal testing facility. Um, he's yeah. made a lot of gray decision, like great morally gray decisions, having left. Yeah. And this is the worst part, Tom. Having left yeah. Danny DeVito, the 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 sentient AI. Um, uh, cement mixer in the foundations of the building. Oh there's no! This, there's this moment oh, I, I thought... where all the um, where, where there's moment where all the all the builders start moving in. Like, whoa, you actually did it! Like, uh, we we mm. I guess we're gonna have to. We're just gonna fill in the, this whole trench. And Kihuacan's like, uh, I I guess, uh, but uh, uh, there's my there's some equipment. Down. Don't worry about it, kid. You'll get your promotion, just great. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> so he's left. He's left this this Danny DeVito down in this foundation, yeah. um, and then he's the building supervisor. And then one day he goes down there, you know, having having seen some really horrendous shit, 
right? Like yeah. having seen some um, like stuff you'd see in a Bong Joon Ho uh, movie, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some 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 stuff that make that harrows him, and he goes down into the basement oh, yeah. to cry, and there he sees. Yeah. The, the the like this googly eye sticking through the cement. through the through the foundation of the cement <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and he's like oh what have i done i've 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 done all the cruelty that i that i said i would and uh, Danny DeVito, the voice goes like i i forgive you uh, uh and and i think <laughs> i forgive you together Together they um, they plug Danny DeVito the cement mixer in to to make the rest of yeah. the uh, the building crumble down and all the animals escape. Well, surely surely they just pull Danny DeVito out. Of the yeah, 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 yeah. They, they get him out, and so there's just this <laughs> there's just all these you know there's these armed guards all around this complex, right? Like it, it, this is yeah. a big this is a big you know prison complex with testing for uh, animal testing for whatever the fucking thing this is and and yeah. Kiri, Kwan is just like <laughs> he's just like move like he's rolling this old cement mixer like uh, mm. through the through the courtyard but between While the, the whole various, buildings collapsing exactly collapsing between him. all these like all the guard animals are towers, following him uh, yeah. uh, where all these armed guards are it's just like oh I've got it he's put a cloth over the thing so he can get him out um, <laughs> wait wait so is there a bit where they where they take off? It's like the <laughs> yeah, it's, as well. it's, it's like, E.T. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. also E.T. All those armed guards are armed with walkie-talkies now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, you you, you yeah. think it's automatic rifles, but it's just really long walkie-talkies. <laughs> <laughs> the walkie-talkies in the shape of shotguns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was Foundation by Isaac Asimov. <laughs> I invite you to uh, to read the f- just the first sentence of the blurb for Foundation by Isaac Asimov. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's look this up. Let's or do just, this. Or just or just look at the uh, look at the po- like the front cover for <laughs> Foundation. The Galactic Empire has prospered for twelve thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody suspects that at the heart of the thriving empire is ro- the, the, thriving, the uh, thriving empire is rotten until f- f- psycho historian Harry Seldon uses his new science <laughs> to foresee its terrible fates. Well, that's that's Kiku Kwan's name, Harry Seldon. Mm-hmm. We, we give him that name, and it's an evil empire. And, and it crumbles at its foundations. And uh, he's 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 exiled to the desolate planet Terminus, which is the name of the uh, the testing facility. Oh the yes, Terminus there we go. Testing facility. Yeah. Thank you, James Delaney, for the <laughs> book title. All right. So from Stephen Thomas, we've got Dungeons and Dragons Monster Manual. <laughs> okay. Have we not pitched this before? No. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Uh, I think we've pitched something very similar, though. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, I mean, we've been given the title <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual. It doesn't have to mean we do the same thing. That's true. So I'm thinking, because there's a, there's a franchise now, isn't there? The Dungeons & Dragons franchise. Yes. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> they're, they're clearly going to make another one. Honor Among Maybe. Thieves Who knows? Was, yeah. was good. Um, yeah. But also didn't make a lot of money because it went out the same weekend as the Mario movie. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, why not? They'll make, they'll make it. And the Monster Manual is the uh, is this 
this new direction they're taking it because they won't go the same direction they're gonna because obviously oh, yeah. the biggest problem with that that movie that says the says the uh uh producer is it was was <laughs> was chris pine you say this is based off a book yeah. I, I read the player's manual there's nothing in here about any of this yeah, there's I, no story I, I i do think it's like you know what? You know what this the failure of uh, the failure of Honor Among Thieves says the the viewers of movies don't want to be backing the adventurers in these in these books. They want to get the perspective of the monsters. If the, if there's anything I've learned from hanging out at at least one Dungeons and Dragons session is that people are obsessed with statistics. <laughs> we need to do a film that's all about the statistics of these monsters that are in this monster manual. I've got this all, all, all the stats are there. We just put them on screen. <laughs> put them on screen constantly. Um, yeah. But no, I think I think this movie is about the is the perspective of a monster trying to learn how to monster good. Okay. Like they 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 they're doing a bad job of being a goblin or whatever, and then <laughs> and then they're like, hang on, I'm gonna read this manual. Uh, and I'm gonna get better at it. Last week we um, did a a um, a pitch wherein there was a role playing game being played uh, oh, around yes. around the around the movie. You know, like around the mm. the events of the movie. The people, yes. the players, were participating in in the creation of the of the the plot of the movie, and so mm. we're also the plot. I think this could even be the same thing in that, like. You've got a little a little brother or a little sister who's not allowed to play with the bigger kids. Oh yeah. And so they're all playing as adventurers and little sisters read out the back there reading the monster manual and learning how to be a monster. Well the dungeon master, the older brother or something, has gone, yeah. Well you can play this one monster for five minutes. Like as we mm-hmm. as we fight. You just roll the dice, do a voice. Like, and you say what you're gonna do. Minutes. Oh, yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah. and because and because you're a little goblin, you're just gonna get sh- stabbed, and then you're gonna die. And then and then this little and then, and then this girl's like, yeah, but I've read the monster manual now. Like I uh, or, or like, no, the first time she does get stabbed, and it's like, but what? I don't get to play anymore. And they're like, no, you're dead. You don't get to play anymore. And then and then she's like, she goes away and she thinks up a way to like beat the system. Oh yeah. Uh, we can have you play as this goblin character. She goes away, looks at the monster manual, and imagines this story for this goblin, like mm-hmm. like this goblin being born to like these two goblin parents, being brought up in the caves, um, and, and, and never allowed to participate in the like. Yeah, it's got to yeah. have parallels, right? Like it's that it's that oh, yeah. magic portal fantasy. And then, um, uh, and then like this whole thing of like joining a goblin school, uh, learning yeah. to to sort of. Um, mine, because that's what goblins do, and sure. then and then suddenly these adventurers come along and just yeah. tap it turf the back. everyone out. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> like like it's it's like a uh, from the perspective of of a sort of innocent bystander in all this, where just a, yeah, just like... an arrow from a bow just like <laughs> flies and just smacks him in the shoulder. They fall down a, a cliff. And die, and then that's when in the game it's like, hey, I, but that was my character, like, mm. like but it, you're just a goblin, Sadie. You're just a goblin. 
Like, and then and then she's like, what? And it's what? cut cut to her crying in her bedroom. Yeah. Just the goblin scribbled on a on a on a notepad, like oh. crossed out. And then um, a little goblin cuddly toy fall. Like she throws the the notepad at a wardrobe, and this goblin cuddly toy or like action figure falls from the top of the wardrobe where her older brother had it hidden or just like in a box somewhere and she's like oh well this goblin's okay and it fell very far maybe it's it's right Um, and 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 so the next time she goes like and she's and she's like and they're like okay you're in the room uh uh, sadie what do you do there's a the adventurers are at your door um and 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 she goes okay i jumped down into the mine shaft repelling with my with my uh vice like goblin grip uh, and (laughs) repel down into the into the underdark where i know there is a a plus three helmet of true sight i and like sort of and they're like, what? Uh, What's going on? What's happening? There's a plus three helmet of true sight in the Underdark? <laughs> and they're, they're sort of, they're like, you didn't tell us that. I didn't know that. <laughs> He's looking through the book. It's true. Goblin's back, baby. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I was thinking it'd be funny if, if like, she got kicked out of the game and then, like, the story of the goblin, she just... You know, like, those writers who use, like, uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide and stuff like that to help, like, write novels? Like, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. basically just grows up with the story of this goblin and gets, like, a load of best-selling books from it. And her brother's, mm-hmm. like... Her brother's working, like, a dead-end job and she's, like, this massive author. It's like, I yeah. never would have done it without my brother like they're, killing the, they're, gob- they're killing the goblin's parents out. yeah <laughs> kill it. well killing the goblin multiple times uh, <laughs> this is how I got this 12 book deal this New York Times bestseller the goblin I, I feel like we could really treat this like a bit of a Matilda as well like mm. the monster manual how to be a monster how oh, to yeah. be like inconvenient on purpose how to mm. be like a little tyke how to yes. uh, to levy yourself because she's also got maybe she's got uh, oppressive teachers maybe she's also got oppressive mm. uh, you know like other authority figures in the in in and the, she's she's never spoken up to or, sp- or spoken out against and so being a goblin being a little rascal uh, helps her to 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 ch- make changes in her own life there's like a kind of regina george character at school that's like yeah. really popular and like thinks they're the most beautiful person and she learns from reading about beholders in, yeah. uh, in a thing that she just needs to stare it down uh, yeah. she just yeah. needs to stare <laughs> her down until she yeah. goes away or dies or whatever be- well because of course uh, beholders uh, as as you know Tom in, in, in Dungeons and Dragons they are in- intensely paranoid and um, self-centered and self-aggrandizing uh, uh, and narcissistic. Mm. So they, uh, she, she's like, "Oh yeah, what you've got to do is reflect their beams back at them." And yes. so she, she, yeah, she learns how to how to deal with with the Regina George character. She starts just dressing like her and until like what, <laughs> and, like just mirrors her basically, um, mm. and <laughs> until like the girl explodes i don't know um, she explodes yeah no she turns to stone yeah but like but like every antagonistic character in in the film she takes uh she yeah. takes back to the monster manuals oh it's like fighting this 
she yeah, while she, also she flays... writing a book about goblins. I don't know. No, I think I think I think she. Uh, it's it's yeah, like she's she's becoming the monsters, isn't she? She's yeah. le- reading the manual of being a monster, mm. and so she she flays her um, her math teacher's mind. Um, she uh, <laughs> steals all the money from the uh, the people who want to buy uh, the fa- their family house in the uh, in the Goondocks. Oh, yeah. um, she... <laughs> she, uh, uh, she she puts all the cafeteria staff in a big cube of jelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She she steals the the hoard from underneath uh, Duncan Bannatine. Oh um, yeah, because uh, he's yeah, a, there we go. he's a dragon. Um, yeah, that's that's the monster Dungeons and Dragons monster manual. Yeah, thank you, Stephen Thomas, uh, for that title. Okay, so from Terry Silver, we've got The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Now, I have read this book, Tom, so I think, I think yeah. it almost rules it out. Because <laughs> um, I'm quite read, well read. You get read. to this one, and I you, know, this is the one you've read. Yeah, I know you had to go through quite a few books to try and find ones that I hadn't read. But uh, oh, yeah. I have actually read this one, because I'm quite a, ah. a learned and well-read individual. So I'm pretty sure I've read this as well. Oh this wow! Is the, this is the famous story of the caterpillar who eats a lot and then turns into a butterfly. Yeah, right? yeah. Those are the main themes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> themes. Main themes. That's what what the theme of eating a lot and then turning into a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Those. I think those are the main themes. Yeah. yeah. That's how people discuss literature that they've read, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about the themes. <laughs> The theme of Lord of the Rings is sometimes you just got to get rid of your jewelry. Yeah, you treat it as a hoarder, otherwise. Um, and I think I think in this in uh, Very Hungry Caterpillar 2024, we we carry the same themes, Tom. We carry the same mm. themes. It's about eating a lot and turning into a butterfly, um, and that all happens to Danny Trejo. Wow. Yeah. So the film is. Uh, it's going to be a short film yep. about Diane de Trejo just eating a lot and then, and then nestling turning into himself a up in a little cocoon yep. and then coming out as this giant butterfly yes. with the head of Danny Trejo. Yeah, so it's it's set in New Mexico. Um, yep. and, I'm a uh, very hungry caterpillar. And he just busts into a big, to a, to a burger joint that's like all you can eat. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and they don't stop feeding him. Like they don't stop he, feeding him. he just keeps eating. He's there for days, yeah. and they're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And then, like, he crawls up to the ceiling and starts just vomiting up a cocoon on top. Of him. <laughs> like, yeah, while said, other diners are still there. So I, I do think that like this is this is very much is a bit horror, right? It's a bit like yeah, it's a bit the um uh, metamorphosis and a little bit like mm. a tarantino movie uh like oh, yeah. uh, or a rob rodriguez movie where like he goes in just being really hungry and his insatiable hunger takes over him um yeah because you don't you tom like listen right you know in 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 the very hungry caterpillar do we ever find out how that caterpillar gets hold of a salami no. Well, in this we do. All right. Ah. He he goes in and he, he like he pays his money for an all-you-can-eat buffet. But then the owner is like, "I'm afraid I'm going to have to 
ask you to leave because he just keeps eating, right? He just keeps eating. Yeah. At which point, Danny Trio looks at, looks up at him and pulls a pistol. And he says, Oh, no. Get back in that kitchen. <laughs> you better get back in that kitchen. You better get back in that kitchen and make me a salami. Oh, shit. <laughs> Three oranges. Meanwhile, like, regular dining things are happening. He's got the gun, like, under the table, pointed at the waiter. And it becomes a hostage situation, right? Like, it becomes, yeah. a, it becomes a real sort of, like, this man... Has a has a gun, and mm. so people are trying to call. Uh, people like call the police. The police are outside, and he's just eat. He just keeps eating, right? And then yeah. eventually, as the police are about to bust down the door, like we cut to we cut to the police's perspective. Um, I think Jason Statham is a hostage negotiator. Um, oh, like yeah. we cut to his 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 perspective. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that is a sentence, right? That yeah. I don't think anyone has like. If if they were going to adapt <laughs> the very hungry caterpillar, the sentence Jason Statham is a hostage negotiator. But then again, he's in a film now called The Beekeeper. He is. So he's all in all sorts of knows? insect insect themed movies. Um, oh yeah. So he's a hostage negotiator. Uh, we we cut to um hit to Jason Statham's perspective. He's mm. like, all right, we are going in. He's not responding to any of our requests. He did answer the phone, but we couldn't understand what understand what he was saying because of because he had a mouth full of food and so they're like we've asked for what his requests are uh, for to let these hostages go and he said one orange two apples three <laughs> <laughs> they're just reading the book he's just reading the book off yeah. at this point yeah um and anyway by the time he goes in in, uh, in with it right they bust down the door, right? They're like, flashbang, mm. bang, bang like there's all this sort of like uh, Ferrari about them trying to get into this into this hostage situation. Yeah, and they can't find him, right? They're looking around from the ceiling because he's hanging from the ceiling, he's hanging from the ceiling like pupating. I really like the idea. So we get like a kind of um, from Jason Statham. We get a kind of like he's he used to be like very religious yeah and then like he lost his faith like and it's this miracle <laughs> that he witnesses his faith. that sort of triggers his his faith his his belief in there is a god <laughs> is like the fact that Daedra here were just scarfing down all this food <laughs> and then like at the end it's just this butterfly this giant butterfly that flaps its wings and flies out I want a fucking window for him. <laughs> he, let him he out. says, "Let him out. Let him out." And and it's like it, it's this whole thing that makes him sort of reevaluate his like life mm -hmm. at that point. Like, what made him become a hostage negotiator and not a priest anymore? <laughs> yeah, he used to be a priest. Yeah. yeah, it's just that's that's the movie, right? That's the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like there's, that. That's, there's probably that's... a um, uh, what's his name from um, Twin Peaks. Uh, Carl McLaughlin. No, the 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 dad. Oh, it's gonna kill me. Yeah, because we we were obsessed with him for like. We were two obsessed weeks. with him. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> I have to look it up. Hang on. Uh, He's the devil from Reaper, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ray Wise. 
Ray Wise. So, uh, so yeah, and then uh, I think I think like Jason Statham's the, the the big decision, right? Is Jason Statham's, and it's like uh, Ray Wise is uh, the 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 chief, you know, the FBI mm. chief, who's like, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna shoot him, and um, you know, Jason Statham having found his faith, seeing Danny Trejo mm. like eating all this food and and becoming a butterfly, lets him out rather than let let Ray Wise shoot him. Well, I think maybe like Jason Statham goes up there to talk to talk Jared Trejo to him and like just to sort of get his perspective. I think Jared Trejo yeah. like talks to him about in a kind of weird metamorphosis kind of way. Like yeah. talks to him like I'm going to throw myself into a butterfly. <laughs> I can't pay my I can't pay rent anymore. He says he this says is I my can't only pay option. rent. Just eating so I much, pay, I turned myself into a butterfly. I can't pay rent. I went to prison. I can't pay rent, and I, got, I can't get a job. That my only option is butterfly. Listen, I'm gonna die in a day if I turn myself into a butterfly. But for the for that those 24 hours, I'm gonna be the most beautiful thing in the sky. He says, <laughs> and like, have you ever seen a miracle, officer? Have you ever seen a miracle? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham's like, yeah, I kind of want to see a miracle. <laughs> I, know, I, I think we need a miracle right now. <laughs> the, the, the world and the state it's in, I think, I think we we all need a miracle. So I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the snipers to stand down. <laughs> yeah. And Ray Wise is like, no, no, and then take so the is, shot, uh, take the shot. <laughs> So is um, uh, J.K. Simmons, who's like, oh, yeah. he owes me rent. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fucking landlord is there yeah. <laughs> to get his rent back. How, how has he got all this money to buy all this food when when I need my rent pain? <laughs> and at the end, when he does fly out the window, everyone like puts their guns down yeah. and they're like, this. We witnessed something today. We witnessed. And then uh, J.K. J.K. Simmons gets on the phone and he says, "Yeah, sell all the houses to new families. <laughs> sell it. Sell it all. Sell it all to charity. <laughs> sell it all at a low price to 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 people who need it. Yeah, I've just witnessed I'm... a miracle." <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those films, isn't it? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, sort of everyone sort of witnesses and something happening, and uh, <laughs> and like they're not quite sure how to react, but it's it's yeah. like a kind of like very spiritual, emotional like moment yeah. for I everyone would, involved. I would say it's one of those movies in that in that uh, genre where um, something incredible happens. And then you, ju- the movie is basically just what would really in real life happen if that incredible thing happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a very representative movie of society and how it works. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so that was The Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> we consulted with real hostage negotiators to get that, that plot. You know, we, yeah. we really worked <laughs> closely with the experts. Yes, Definitely. Definitely. There, so there we have it, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Thank you, Terry <laughs> Silver, for that title. So those were all our titles this week. <laughs> they were good fun. They were very, very good fun. Uh, hopefully, if we've done your favourite book or one of your favourite books, we did it justice. 
Yeah, yeah, we de- probably made improvements, to be honest. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I hope you've enjoyed the show, um, and and yeah, done it justice. Uh, be sure to to tell all the people, maybe your, maybe your book club, maybe you tell your book club um, <laughs> that we we did we did this your favorite book and yeah. um and and use that to entice people over into the podcast imagine going um, to a book club and the first thing like like you're new to this book club and it's like this week we're reading the very hungry caterpillar <laughs> <laughs> what are the main themes of the very hungry caterpillar it's it's about eating so much you turn yourself into a butterfly that's the main <laughs> theme yeah um, so uh, you, you're asked you questions to... like have you ever tried just vomiting up onto yourself after you've eaten a lot to try uh, and, you know and sticking yourself to a ceiling yeah has, has anyone tried to do it no well like how do you know it's possible you know yeah how do you know it's not possible exactly yeah. um uh, if you don't want to embarrass yourself uh, by vomiting all over yourself in your book club, then uh, <laughs> consider going to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can give us as little as a dollar a month uh, to get access to our little, special little club of people who um, get bonus content, votes on the genre, and get their name read out every week. Like these people, Spanky. Ack Ross the Universe. Listen here, ungrateful mortals. I will deliver on your weird wishes. I just have to harvest enough meat. Stephen D. Thomas. Orcsordorks.podbean.com. Christmas episode now in the wild, like a feral elf being hunted by a shotgun-wielding St. Nick. Fingers to hand. The ginger electrician watching from a soundproofed closet. James Delaney. Thenceforth, Cream Bapple, whereupon the descent of New Year's moon, for upon the overarm beyond whips upon the Ginny Gallowine, a nubile cough, a bewetted splutter, a script presbyteralysis of hitherto wenth foreseeings beyond a hired carriage. You've had me at subscribe. This year, let's keep things normally. Rebecca, enter film quote here later, Beachy. God damn you, genie, where's my sky meat question mark? Brent Black. It's in the sky. Producing. Reproducing. It will come. All will come. All will pull. To Matt I murmured this ungainly bar to hear revolution so plainly. Though pa- Patreon had little meaning, little understanding bore, yet we cannot help agreeing that no pa- Patreon being ever was cursed with reading this list as before. Matt or Tom upon the Life's a Pitch studio, clawing at the tower door, perched, sat, considered a bird, nevermore. Joseph Hegarty. Anybody coming to gut level? The festive cereal dragon and family. That he is considered as the rightful property of some one or other of their daughters. Deny human, deny human, deny human. I, a mythological wish-granting type lad, notes the impatience and impertinence I have been subjected to. You will all have your wishes, and you will all rube the day you you dared to wish. Alex Keane, stage direction, press the red button that says Poe, and add a suitable gothic music sting. Hark, the herald angels sing of the second Patreon account I created to join this stupid ARG. You all wanted wishes but not to accompany me for a simple climb. Take, take, take. Noted. Zoe! 2024 is gonna be slutty. 
Let's go, gang. Time to cancel Matt for their right-wing opinions about taxation and morality. The vengeful ghosts of Lizzie Windsor and Winston Churchill. Thank you to all those people for giving us a bit of money. It's very kind. Ah, thank you very much to everyone on Patreon. And thank you all for listening again. Um, I said hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and if we've read out your favourite book, uh, hopefully we've done it justice. Oh, so we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, which is the award we go out. Someone's given us a title based around an existing title and just had a bit of fun with it. Uh, so you may think, Matt, like that's what we've asked for this week. Uh, titles mm-hmm. based on existing titles. Uh, but yep. someone's managed to someone's managed to do the Yes Very Clever still this week. Still managed it, eh? Oh, yeah, still managed it. And it's Stephen Thomas, uh, the guest we had on last week, <laughs> um, who's given us Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Uh, very they clever. They already did that one. Very yeah, clever. Very, very clever. So until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. <laughs> <laughs>